Train Your Body with the American College of Sports Medicine on Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Here's Melanie Cole. Got another one to go. What is your trainer really thinking? Are they thinking about their shopping list for later? Are they thinking that they have to make an appointment for the eye doctor for their children? Are they paying attention to you and what your form is? Or are they thinking, why didn't she listen to me? And have a salad last night, or that's too tight for them. What is your trainer really thinking? So many different things. I've been in the field 25 years, so I can't even think about all the things I've been thinking. But today, I've got Neil Pyre and Grace DeSimone on, my fitness expert buddies. So, Neil, I'm starting with you. You're a trainer like me. Are we thinking, and we're being honest here, Neil, Mm -hmm. about the client all the time, and if we are, are we thinking, okay, I hope they can get this last push-up? Or are they? Ho- are we thinking, okay, what am I going to give them next so they won't think it's too easy and that I'm not a good trainer? What are, what are trainers really thinking? Well, the, the truth is that, um, that 90% of the time, I'm really thinking about you, the client. You know, watching, observing movement, observing paths of motion, angles of joints, etc., calculating the progression or regression. I'll always have a a master plan or a general plan, but uh, I allow myself to deviate from that plan based on how the client's performance is that given day. Uh, I'm assessing fatigue uh, in doing that. So so 90% of the time, yes, I'm thinking about the moment. I'm in the moment and I'm thinking about what the client is doing and where where I need to take them during that session. However, because, because so many clients do come to me uh, that also need some nutritional guidance or at least guidance behaviorally in their in their diet, uh, oftentimes I find myself thinking, what the heck are you really eating? <laughs> um, because uh, we know that tracking uh, diet and physical activity actually helps keep you on the straight and narrow and, and keep you in the program. Um, that's why physical activity trackers and my fitness pal and all the other tools that are out there are so popular these days but um it's important to realize um that you're only fooling yourself if you're telling your trainer that oh i only ate a little bowl of yogurt and you know a little piece of fruit meantime you know you had a big yogurt with honey and granola and this and, and and then you had that oh yeah i did have that glass of juice with it because it's healthy isn't it yeah it's also 300 calories so so it all adds up um the other thing on the physical activity side that i often t- find myself thinking is are you kidding me i have clients that'll say oh yeah yeah I'm, we're benching it's bench day and i'm going to bench 200 pounds meantime they're having trouble benching 100 pounds so, you know, they want more weight. They want to do exercises that they saw uh, a tr- another trainer doing, uh, but they don't have the skill level to perform the exercise. So I have to sort of pull them back a little bit and re-educate them and then give them the guidance they need to do a safe, effective workout. Okay, so Grace, you're an instructor. You've got a big class in front of you. Are you thinking to yourself, these women... They should quit talking over there in the corner. Are you thinking about exactly what you're, what you're teaching them at the time? Are you looking over and saying, that one just keeps going out for water? What is she up to? What are you thinking about? Well, I'm, always, I'm thinking literally probably a dozen things simultaneously when you're teaching. There's so much going on. But one of the top things that I am thinking, Melanie, is 
why are you talking? When people are talking, engaged in a full-blown, he said this, and then she said what, and what were we wearing, a full-blown conversation while they're trying to do exercise and other people are doing exercise, that's a, that's a huge issue in my class. So that's one of the things that I first think is, why are they talking? You know, is it not hard enough? Am I doing things that are very rote they, and it's not interesting enough? So that is one of the things that I'm always thinking about. The other thing that's always running, I have the safety reel running constantly in my head. So the other thing that's going on is, what if? What if that woman takes one step back and steps on her dumbbell, she's going to fall? I do that, too. I do the what ifs, yeah. So I'm always anticipating, what if that woman who, you know, like today I had somebody stop, and that's okay. She stopped doing it. She was out of breath, but... Now I'm thinking, you know, what's the, is she going to get back up again? Is she, like, she was sitting on, on, her, um, on her equipment, and I thought, mm, you know, what's going to happen next? So you're always kind of anticipating what's going to happen next and really looking out. I'm really looking out for the safety of the class, and I try and train them to do the same. And the third thing that I'm thinking is what's up with that? And that pertains to form. You know, when you guys are personal trainers, and you have the opportunity to really hone in on someone's form and work with them personally and figure out the best method to deliver whatever it is that you're trying to deliver. But I have, you know, 30, sometimes 40 people in a room, and I'm looking around and trying my darndest to, you know, keep the form general enough that it's safe and everybody's getting a good workout. And I, I am consistently amazed at how that doesn't always translate, and I'm always thinking, you know, what could I say or what could I do? How could I demonstrate it to get somebody to, like, kick into gear? And I wonder why people don't assimilate from class to class. Like, you make a great correction on somebody, they get it, and you're like, yes, that's it, stay like that. And they come to the next class, and they're back to where they started. And you have to, you know, do it over and over again. I'm sure you guys do it in personal training, but in group fitness, there's much more reliance on the client to pick up because we can't, you know, keep picking up after them. Personal training, you can do that more. But in group fitness, we really rely on people to maintain great form and and self-serve, if you will. Okay. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, sometimes, yes, I am making a mental grocery list. I'm trying to pay attention, but 25 years, you, you're counting push-ups. It gets a little bit boring, right? But I do, Grace, follow you with the safety thing. I keep the aspirin in my pocket. I've got my cell phone. I can look where... Because I, I train in people's homes, mm. and most of my clients are in their 70s, 80s, and even 90s. So I'm always on the lookout for for something to be hurt, pulled, and or a heart attack, something. And what am I going to do? Am I going to call for their spouse first, call 911, start CPR, shove an aspirin under their tongue? What am I going to do? So I've got all of that. Now, Neil, you have one minute, not even one minute, to give us what you think trainers out there are thinking. Just (laughs) what you think. One minute, Neil. Listen to me. That's what they're thinking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's good. Uh, it, it's so important for the trainer to develop trust and, and and for their clients to trust them. You need to develop that rapport and trust that will get your client to really open up, be honest, be honest with themselves, and get the guidance and education and motivation that they came to you for. 
and grace to you for the last minute here as because you are you do have so many people all at once do you get scared are you thinking inside what if somebody drops of a heart attack what am i going to do every day every single day yeah so and for the for the listeners the the instructors or trainers that are self-involved find a new one you know instructors that are so busy fixing their hair looking at themselves in the mirror talking about themselves it really is all about the client or the student Ooh, that's a really good point, and I'm going to end with that point because that is a really good point, and I've seen that as someone who used to certify trainers all the time at the ones that are really self-involved. And listeners, when you know that you're, if you're with your trainer and they are talking more about themselves than they are concerned with you, it is probably time to find a new instructor or a new trainer. But when you do develop that relationship, it does go back and forth, and they do talk about themselves all my clients know about my daughter's upcoming bat mitzvah. They all know about it. They all, we talk about these things, but you're right. It does get a little bit too much and you need to really know that your trainer is focusing on you and what you're doing and your safety and your form and your goals. And that's what we trainers really are thinking and instructors most of the time. So if we're not, find somebody else. Anyway, this is Melanie Cole. We have more great show coming up with Grace and Neil. Stay tuned and stay well.